The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perrow columns for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, today we're catching up with OAR Resources. That's O-A-R, and that's also the ASX code. It's trading at 0.7 cents for a market cap of around $13 million. Now, 2022 is uh, shaping up as a very different looking year for the, the company. It's just appointed Justin Richard as CEO and MD, and he's been having a good look at the portfolio and obviously figuring out a strategy at the key projects the company will be advancing as we go forward. So it's an interesting one, this, and uh, as listeners to uh, Garen Perrow know, that uh, a $13 million market cap, when you've got some uh, quite interesting projects like this company has, is uh, one to be watching, I think, as uh, the months unfold. So with that, I'm going to say good day to Justin. Hi, Justin. Thanks for your time today. Hi, Barry. Great to be with you. Now, Justin, I mentioned you're new to the uh, company. February 1, I think you started as CEO and MD. It'd be great if we could just start out with a bit of a professional background on yourself to give investors a feel for where you've come, where you've come from. Look, I turned 50 last year, so I won't go back the full 30, 30 years um, when I first got introduced to the mining sector, but maybe just my most recent role, having just come back into Western Australia last year. But um, I was previously managing director for another uh, ASX-listed exploration company and was focused primarily on the development of copper gold projects in the Middle East. During the five years as, as managing director there, I led the company through to the maiden uh, Jork Reserve announcement. We completed a bankable feasibility study there on the copper project back when copper prices were down around $5,500 a tonne, not where they are today. Secured about $95 million in project corporate finance and were very pleased to get the very first copper mining license issued to an international joint venture company in the Sultanate of Oman and go on to do an offtake agreement and and most recently have noticed that the company just announced the commencement of mining operations. So really pleased to see them continuing on uh, with the great work that we started there in Oman. Trailblazing stuff. So let's hope the uh, your experience with uh, ore in Australia is uh, somewhat easier than it might have been uh, while you were working way there in Oman. Yeah, well, it's it's nice to be back in in Australia, and uh, you know I'm looking forward to the next challenge and, and beating the records that we set over there. I think you have got one here uh, with uh, ore, fresh set of eyes across the quite a diverse asset base. Um, so what have you been up to? You've been going through them one by one and deciding which ones stay, which ones go, which one needs particular attention? Yeah, that's exactly right, um, Barry. The first order of business after joining the company was to do a complete review of the project portfolio and set the course uh, for 2022 and, and beyond. Um, there were an interesting mix and quite a diverse mix um, in the portfolio in some strong mining jurisdictions jurisdictions and in key demand-driven commodities. But having completed the review, the areas that we're going to be focusing on are battery minerals and gold. Uh, I don't think there's any prizes for guessing uh, one of the key projects around the uh, battery metal space, particularly is your crown project uh, hard up at, well, 
eight kilometres uh, west of uh, Chalice Mining's uh, Julemar Discovery over there. Uh, Chalice, of course, now a $2.5 billion company. Um, we're talking nickel, copper, PGEs. Tell us the story about Crown. What's your forward plan there? Yeah, you, you nailed it. That's certainly one of the two flagships and or were early movers there and were very fortunate to be able to secure some prime acreage right on the, the doorstep of that Gonneville discovery, which, you know, as we know now, has gone on to become the largest PGE discovery in Australian history and I think the largest nickel sulphide discovery in more than uh, 20 years. Uh, we've also got some old gold mines actually within our tenement area. Um, there's a Chittering gold mine to the north and some other known gold workings to the south. So there's immense upside um, for this project and I think everyone can see that a significant discovery here at Crown you know, would be a real company maker and have a massive impact um, on our shareholders. Uh, we're, we just announced um, the commencement of an airborne electromagnetic survey uh, that will be coming up soon to uh, identify some drill targets. So hopefully picks up some blind uh, sulphide ore bodies there for you. Um, the work done to date there, has it um, confirmed similar rocks to the Gonville discovery? Yeah, we've we've completed um, stage one of the program, um, which was you know the establishment of some basement geology and, and led us to focus on the eastern tenement area, and that's characterised um, as a mixture of targeted mafic, ultra mafic, and granitic lithologies. So um, this airborne survey that we'll be doing now will be over that eastern area, including around those um, areas of previous uh, mining activity, and uh, yeah, those drill uh, targets will be informed by the results of, of that survey. Don't want to rush you at all, but uh, investors always insist on knowing when drilling might be likely of the priority targets. I think, you know, we're, we're going to get that survey as, as soon as we can get an aircraft available. And I don't want to uh, speculate on when that will be, but look, we're eagerly awaiting those results as well. I know that a number of the shareholders that joined the company last year came in on the back of this, and it certainly remains uh, a priority. Um, I can give a drill date for the Nevada um, project coming up, but uh, all I can say on the Crown one is that as soon as we get the aircraft up, um, then we'll be able to announce our drill date. Uh, yeah, good segue into Nevada, where gold assets uh, in Douglas Canyon. Um, I think it's in uh, is it the Walker Lane trend, which uh, is good for uh, well, 50 million ounces of gold. I think half, half a billion ounces of silver. So one of the great mining areas of the world. What have you got there and what's the plan? Yeah, you, you absolutely nailed it again. It's a, it's a great jurisdiction. Um, in fact, I think it just got ranked number one by the Fraser Institute um, for overall investment attractiveness, um, number two for mineral potential. So what we, we've just increased uh, our tenement area by 259 um, hectares, bringing the total claim area for Douglas Canyon to 647 hectares and extends the uh, interpreted strike to more than two and a half kilometres. Um, our drill programs targeting high-grade gold, silver, epithermal veins with previously reported surface samples of 14 to 18 grams per tonne gold and 398 to 423 grams per tonne silver. We did start drilling uh, just late last year. Uh, we got to a depth of about 213 metres and we'll be continuing 
uh, to drill to the target depth of 250 to 300 metres. So far, the drilling has been in um, silica-flooded host rock with uh, quartz stringers and highly uh, siliceous breaches, which is encouraging for the discovery of gold mineralisation. And our initial logging uh, identified arsenic sulphides, which is also considered encouraging due to the strong association between arsenic and gold within uh, epithermal systems. After we've finished um, the first drill, Hull will be drilling a parallel high-grade structure on the on the northern shear, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to um, reporting those results um, as soon as they come in. Are there historical mines in the area? Yeah, there are, um, and I think uh, we got a few pictures up uh, of some of those um, those workings that have been uh, in the area, which is another reason uh, which led us to you know extend that. Uh, that site out to 647 hectares. And so we're talking about an ongoing drilling program once the snow clears? Yes, um, that's right. We had to stop just before Christmas due to weather, um, but we're ready to uh, to recommence now and um, yeah, we'll, we'll be starting next month. Just at this point, just to confirm, Crown and uh, the Nevada, are they both 100% owned at this stage? Yes, they are both 100% uh, owned. Um, through through uh, wholly owned subsidiaries of all resources. Okay, yeah. so with a thirteen million dollar market cap, uh, very nice leverage to a uh, exploration upside or discovery. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know every managing director, you know, thinks that the company is undervalued, but um, you know, as I as I said at the start, you know, we managed to uh, increase the market cap about fifteen times in my first two to three years in my previous role and. Uh, they've doubled again uh, since then, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to beating that record with uh, uh, with all resources. Now, the ore story doesn't stop there because uh, one that caught my eye, and I don't think the market generally appreciates it, is in uh, Peru. Uh, I think it's called Chimu, where you've got a gold plant um, taking in high-grade ores from uh, local Garamperos, for one of better expression, and uh, turning a dollar. Thanks, Barry. I think, you know, Crown and Douglas Canyon have been getting a lot of attention and this one probably has flown under the radar for a lot of people. But when I did the review, it was one that stood out to me. You know, this um, processing plant was acquired by or uh, in 2019 and it previously had um, a 40 tonne per day processing capacity limit. Uh, but the company's now received a 340 day a 340 tonne per day beneficiation license and development approval to commence expansion and upgrade to that plant. Okay. So just explain to um, investors how, how that works. It's a, what we call a toll treatment operation here in Australia. That's right. Yeah, it's um, it's strategically located to purchase and process, process high-grade ore from many of these uh, small artisanal miners operating in the region and there's been a boom of, of small mining activity um, over the last decade focused on the you know abundant narrow high grade veins found in that area of uh, Peru so the plants um, been designed to provide an opportunity to process up to 30,000 ounces um, of gold per year. As we know you can make a turn a nice dollar from a toll treating course particularly when they're high grade and someone else is providing the feed but any thoughts to the company itself becoming a, a, a miner in that part of the world? Yes uh, I think we will start off with the toll treatment but and, and you know there's decent margins and I think if you look at some of the um, 
announcements back back in 2019. Uh, you can you can get some more details on that, but they improve even more when you're supplying your own feed. And we're currently looking at some other nearby tenements that uh, could do just that. And that's obviously run by uh, local personnel on the ground over there. Yeah, we've got a we've got a team uh, based in Peru um, that have been with us, you know, from the beginning. Um, under uh, again, a hundred percent owned subsidiary. One of the things I like about it, uh, of course, is uh, I mentioned perhaps a going into mining there yourself is that uh, toll treating ores is a great way of uh, finding out who's making uh, discoveries in the region. Yes, yes. Um, you know, we've got um, some good relationships that we've been developing over time, and uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities uh, down there. And gold, as I mentioned at the start, along with battery minerals, um, was the other area that I wanted to focus on for, for 2022. And that's another segue into uh, yet another asset uh, in the company, and that's, well, the South Australian portfolio, which is one area that you have been uh, making some changes, but there is a uh, interesting-looking graphite project in that portfolio. Yes, that's right. So there were a number of uh, tenements which um, all inherited uh, from Oakdale, and although some of them have become uh, divestment uh, opportunities for us. This graphite one, I think, it definitely warrants some further um, consideration. Obviously, you know, graphite sitting squarely within that battery mineral basket, and I think there's plenty of um, uh, of discussion around the demand for for graphite moving forward with electric vehicles and, and and batteries and renewable energy. But there was a scoping study done on this project back in December. 2015 and uh, that was released uh, on the ASX and, and it indicated a nine-month payback and a project NPV of $170 million. But at the time, graphite prices had been falling for four years and the decision to increase the resource was put on hold as you know attention understandably moved to other commodities which were more attractive. But um, with, with the graphite market picking up again, um, it's, it's definitely worth a further look. We have got um, 6.31 million tonne jork resource confirmed at 4.7% uh, total graphite content. What's, uh, what's the name of that project? It, Oakdale Graphite Project, and it's listed on the federal government's uh, critical minerals list. And it's actually uh, west of the Renascor uh, Sivia uh, Graphite Project on, on the Air Peninsula, which was also on that critical minerals list. And they um, recently announced a $185 million uh, government loan, which just shows, you know, the government's commitment to helping Australia become self-sufficient in critical minerals. And Renascor, of course, is now, a, I think, $550 million company. Uh, you make a good point about uh, graphite and the outlook. Everyone uh, focuses on the uh, cathode side of the batteries, but on the anode side, it's still pretty much all about graphite. So. Um, be, and we've seen Syrah uh, with its uh, African project uh, performing strongly recently just on that sort of outlook. So, yeah, interesting one to have. Now, you have let go a, uh, an iron ore project in uh, South Australia but pulled in $500,000 at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, we, we couldn't hold on to all of them. We needed to uh, consolidate and uh, Bramfield Iron Ore Project was one that I thought was pretty obvious um, place to start. So that was sold to uh, 
Vietnam's um, largest steel producer for, for $500,000. And the other one that probably I see as a prime divestment opportunity that um, you know, I won't go into today would be the Gibraltar Kalen Heliosite project. And, you know, I expect we'll probably get even more for, for that one than we did for Bramfield, given um, the uh, the grades that we had um, from previous drilling. But, you know, it just didn't fit into the battery minerals gold focus and uh, for that reason um, considered non-core, non-core project, yeah. So um, pulling in that 500000 from that gives me a good reason to ask, how are you offer financing to advance Crown and Nevada at this stage? Yeah, well, uh, as of the end of last quarter, we had um, 720000 uh cash. You know, we've got the 500000 coming in. Um, we've got the Gibraltar um, divestment option. I'm looking at um, project finance options for that Chimu plant. And, of course, we've got our... Um, Know, issuing capacity so you've got all of these options and you just pick which one's the best uh, at the time and for the future but um, I think you know that fundraising that I mentioned at the start in my previous role uh, I, you know just note that 90 to 95 percent of that came without issuing shares uh, in the listed entity so not to say that we won't be doing that but you know, I, I do look at all of those um, options when we're you know considering the best way to move these projects forward. All right, then, uh, good point. Now, I think Justin, if you could just give uh, investors a bit of a feel for uh, uh, where we're almost at the end of February now, but uh, what they should be looking out for as twenty twenty two unfolds. Yeah, well, we'll look forward to giving you the updates on the drilling program in the Nevada Gold uh, project next month. Also, the results from our uh, aerial electromagnetic survey on the Crown Nickel Copper Project. Um, and beyond that, regular monthly updates on those other two, which maybe aren't as prominent or uh, in the forefront of people's minds, but the uh, Oakdale Graphite Project in South Australia and the Chimago plant in uh, Peru, I, I, I want to keep them um, ticking along as well. Um, without detracting focus from from our flagships. So there we go, folks. A, uh, a very interesting uh, collection of assets, obviously with extreme leverage to exploration or potential exploration success at uh, Crown and Nevada, and then uh, what comes of the graphite and the uh, the Peru uh, cash earners. So with that, Justin, I'm going to say thanks for your time today. Best of luck with it all and be watching uh, with interest to see it all unfold. Pleasure, Barry. Thanks very much. Look forward to um, updating you again further. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.